So I don't know if you know, but I'm not the only business owner in my house. My wife, Shay, is a really successful business owner in her own right. In fact, she's been in business longer than I have, technically speaking. And uh, I have learned a lot from her just watching her run her business over the years. And this week is our 15-year wedding anniversary. So I've been thinking about her and thinking about all those years that I've been able to watch her in her business because she's had a business since the day we were married. And I decided to share with you 15 lessons about business that I've learned from watching her that I think will encourage and help you. So if you're ready to get some sweet insight from a really sweet woman who's also very successful, then buckle up and enjoy. Welcome to episode 78 of The Graham Cochran Show, where I'm here to help you build your online business, work less, and live, and give more to the things and people you care about. I'm your host, Graham Cochran. Pumped to hang out with you today. Hope you are staying healthy and safe today. Like I said at the beginning of this episode, it's my wedding anniversary this week, October 22nd, so... Happy anniversary to me and Shay. Um, As of this episode going live, I am far, far away from here. I'm on a trip with my bride, uh, so that's fun. We're hanging out, so hopefully I'm not watching this when you're watching this. I should be hanging out with my wife and celebrating 15 years of marriage. Thank the Lord. I've read for many years that when I got first got married that uh, the average marriage ends in divorce before, if it does end in divorce, it, it ends in divorce before year seven. And so I've always heard it called that there, year seven is the seven-year itch. And so there were so many statistics when I was getting into get, getting married to Shay that we were both aware of. We were just like, man, it is, if we make it, it we're going to be an exception rather than the rule, unfortunately, in today's day and age. And uh, marriage is hard. I mean, I've only been married for 15 years, so I haven't been married for 50 years, but 15 years is a long time. And I, I, I get I get how hard it can be because you got two people who are inherently selfish, and uh, that's that's a breeding ground for disaster. So it takes a lot of humility and a lot of communication skills and a lot of apologizing and a lot of working together uh, to build a marriage. Hey, we're still working on that. You know, maybe we can do some content down the road that's you know on the marriage side of things. It's not business. Let me know if that's something you're interested in. Um, but all that to say, and we're still like we get to do marriage counseling together, which is something we started a year ago to just really help us better understand each other. It's been really, really wonderful. So marriage is a challenge in and of itself, but it's worth fighting for. Just like business is a challenge, it's worth fighting for. And I'm not going to talk about marriage anymore in this episode, other than that it's inspired by my marriage to Shay uh, over these last 15 years. But I'm going to talk about business. And I want to talk about my wife for one second, and then I want to share these 15 lessons. I'm going to just plow through them, okay? Shay runs a really successful stock photography membership called Social Squares. So if you want to check it out, you can go to socialsquares.com. Primarily, this product is only going to be helpful to you if you are a woman and if you're a business owner. So if you're a guy, the images aren't going to be helpful to you. Um, And if you're a woman that doesn't own a business, it might not be super helpful to you. But if you do run a business and you are a lady, 
and you aren't are, you aren't already a Social Squares member, then I don't know what you're you're doing with your life. You should go subscribe and join. It is super affordable, and you get unlimited images added every single week uh, to help you with your social media feed, for your website, for branding, for Pinterest, whatever you want to do, and a bunch of other stuff. She does marketing training. There's just there's a community there. It's insane what you get. Um, but she's grown this business. It is a multi six figure year business. Uh, it is an incredible business. It's just cool to watch, but it's not the first business Shay's had. And what I want to do is go back to the beginning and in no particular order, share 15 lessons that I have learned from observing my wife over the last 15 years of marriage with her business that I think are practical, helpful, wise things that you can implement or think about or stew on in your business. So hopefully at least one of these will encourage you and help you today. Okay. You ready? Let's jump in. Again, these these are not things that I'm saying I've figured out as much as these are things I've observed in Shay. Although there is a lot of overlap. You know, we live in the same house and we we put our heads together, but this is stuff that I've learned from her. Uh, lesson number one, just start. Just start. I remember the day Shay said years ago, I'm going to be a wedding photographer. She'd never done it before, but she'd always been interested in photography. She had a camera and she said, I'm just going to do it and I'm going to figure it out the rest as I go. So she just created a website. She started taking pictures for free to build up a portfolio. And she had a lot of work to do. She had to learn how to not only run the business side of things, like how much do you charge? How do you find clients? How do you do packages? Is that the right way to charge? all that stuff, but she had to get better at the craft. She had to improve in the actual taking of the photos, and she did. But she wasn't the best when she started, and her prices weren't where they should be when they started, when she started, but she just got started. This is the thing that plagues, I think, people the most is they are just so afraid of screwing it up or having the wrong pricing or not doing the best job. If that fear is holding you back, please, you're just holding yourself back from being able to improve. Just start. That is something Shay did from day one, and she got better as she went. Lesson number two, it is okay to pivot. Sometimes it's necessary to pivot. How many of us have pivoted this year in 2020 because of the pandemic? Pivoting is a natural thing in life. And it's especially a natural thing in business. So with Shay, she had been a wedding and portrait photographer for a bunch of years. And in 2013, she decided one day to the next, I'm going to pivot. I'm no longer going to do wedding and portrait photography. I am going to do commercial photography, meaning take pictures of business owners' products so they styled so they can have really cool hero images for the website or for their catalog. Or she shot pictures for billboards for companies, all kinds of stuff. Um, she just decided one day. She just pivoted. She had seven or eight, she had eight years. She had eight years of a portfolio of weddings and portraits that were now no longer relevant to the type of work she wanted to do. So I remember one day from the next, we're sitting on the sofa one afternoon and she left the couch, went into her office, came out two hours later and she said, I deleted my entire portfolio. I am now a commercial photographer. Again, it's almost like just starting, but it was starting over. Just pivot. It's okay to pivot. If you're feeling the nudge or the need to pivot, just do it. Lesson number three, get specific about the work you love. Okay, 
when Shay pivoted from wedding and portrait photography to commercial photography, she started working with initially a lot of graphic designers and um, uh, specifically, I'm thinking, no, it was people who did stationary, people who had stationary products. That's who some of her first clients were. So it was either uh, books or envelopes or cards. And she was styling a lot of stationary product for customers. And she loved it and was really good at it. But then she got tired of that and she wanted to do something different. So she started working with, you know, clothing designers or people who designed purses. She worked with candy companies. She she worked with, all you know, uh, lotion and, and skincare product companies. She started to do work that she was interested in. And every time she would work with a type of product or brand she was interested in, she would say no to products or, or shoots that she wasn't interested in. And then she even got to the point where she got tired of doing all the commercial work while she was starting to do the stock photography work that she's gotten into now. And that itself has evolved. And she would say no to multi-thousand dollar projects um, if she really wasn't excited about it. She would say no to good money because it wasn't work she was really excited about. I think that is one of her secret weapons. She's never been in it for the money. She she wants to do work she's really excited about that she really loves. And that gives you an edge to be able to say no to some money, to say yes to work you're really excited about, which ultimately leads to a lot more money, which has been the case for her. Lesson number four. I love this one. Set your work hours first, then grow your business. Okay. Shay, from day one, she knew, um, especially when we, she had a day job for the first three years of our marriage while she ran her photography business on the side. In year four, we were pregnant with our first daughter, Chloe. And so she, then she became a mom. And as if you're a mom or have ever been a mom, you know how full-time that work is. Uh, and so she knew from that moment to continue her business she only wanted to work a certain number of hours a week. And it was hours that I was willing to watch our baby at the time so she could just do a little bit. She didn't want to work five days a week. She didn't want to work full days. So for a while, it was like one day a week um, when our baby, our babies were really, really little. But when they got a little bit older, um, she's kind of moved up to two days a week, 16 hours a week, but she has capped it at that. 16 hours a week. And she made that decision first out of necessity slash out of, she doesn't want to be in work every day. She wants to be a, a mother as well and a wife. She wants to be able to take care of her home. So to do that, she mentally wants days where she's just able to do that and not in work mode. So she didn't want to dip in and out. She wanted two, ideally two full days if she could. But even if it's not full days, just you know, dedicated chunks of time where she can be in work mode, CEO mode and then dedicated chunks of time where she's not. So she set her hours first and then backfilled her work around it, which has limited her in a lot of ways. She isn't able to move as quickly as some single 20-somethings that do similar work. She isn't able to move as quickly as businesses who have a ton of employees that work full-time. So she has to work slower, move slower, implement things slower, but it's never prohibited her from making money or growing her business. I think that's one of the misnomers. But if you follow me, you know I'm a big fan of not only working less, that's in the tagline of this actual show, but not it's not just less for less sake, it's the intentionality with your time. I'm a big fan of just when do you wanna work? How often do you wanna work? It really is up to you. If, if you don't set those hours first, your work will just consume you. So you have to put the, the boundaries in place 
to hold off Parkinson's law from happening, which is work always expanding to fill whatever time you give it, which is just the way it is. So set your hours first. Lesson number five, know what drives the business and what doesn't. So important, right? Shay is able to work 16 hours a week for a couple of reasons. One of them is because she knows exactly what drives the business. For social squares, it is getting new images in the catalog. It is promoting to her list. New images in the catalog, promoting to her list. It's about as simple as that. There are other things that she's worked on, obviously, like growing her leads through Pinterest and through uh, Instagram and a bunch of other ways she's gotten leads to opt into her email list for her lead magnets. Um, But she has to be efficient to work only 16 hours a week and run a multi-six-figure-a-year business has to be efficient. So she knows what matters and only does that, like 80-20 rule, right? She also has zero distractions. Her phone, she puts this thing down and she doesn't touch it on her work days unless she's making a call or something to, to an employee or team member. I can't get a hold of her. Like I'll text her. I won't hear back for hours. Why? Because this is a time suck. Your phone is a time suck. It is a gateway to inefficiency. It is a gateway to distraction. People say it takes them 40 hours a week to do their work. It wouldn't if they were focused. Shay's living proof of that. She gets more done in 16 hours than I think more pe- most people do in a full work week because she's totally focused only does the things that drive the business and is willing to say no to a lot of activities and cool things that other business owners are doing because she weighs it and she goes, that's probably not gonna drive business. It might drive some, but it's a lot of work for maybe something where I could just do these things and it's gonna drive the business forward. Lesson number six, delegate as needed. Okay, this is another reason why Shay is able to really scale her business working with 16 hours. It's because she's not the only one working. Now, it started out that way. She was making a great income just herself, working 16 hours a week. But then she was like, look, I need someone to manage customer service, someone to get images into the shop or into the catalog. Um, I need someone to get these emails sent out while I'm shooting and and prop shopping for these shoots and all these different things. So she hired an assistant years ago. 2014. Yep. So she hired an assistant in 2014, um, Kelly. She, and Kelly worked with her for uh, a lot of years, up until 2019, I think. Um, and then last year, she really wanted to expand the business because there was a lot of things that she had a better, bigger vision for social squares, and it required a lot more help. So last year, she hired three new people. She has a couple of other contractors that do like graphic design work on one-off basis. They're literally in the middle of hiring another person full-time right now. So I think of right now, she hired four people last year. She has a team of five right now and they're about to add a sixth. Okay. She can't do it all. Not only can she not do it all because she's, she's wanting to work only 16 hours a week, but she isn't as good as all the things as other people are. So one example is a a gal named Katie who's on her team. Shay knew early on that with social squares, she couldn't be the only photographer adding all the images. For one, she wanted to add a ton of new images quicker and her time was limited. Two, she wanted to be able to add a lot of different types of images, styles. Uh, Three, she wanted images of other like settings that aren't Florida. <laughs> so sometimes like in the winter time here, we don't get, we don't get fall. We don't get winter here. So when people want like 
images with snow or, or leaves turning. We don't, we don't have to have that. We'd have to travel to take those pictures. So she had a vision long ago to like get contributors to add to the catalog. So she started to hire contributors, which in one way is delegating, but she realized early on that she was having to manage the contributors and like review submissions to see if she wanted to buy their images out and put them in the catalog. And it was just taking all her time. So she hired this gal named Katie, who is an image curator. And this girl is crushing it. This girl is going out and finding the contributors for one, but she has an artistic eye to look at the entire catalog of thousands, tens of thousands of images and say, we need a collection that is focused on burnt orange or a collection that's on, uh, I don't know, whatever color it is. She knows what's trendy. She knows what color she wants. She knows what type of image she wants. She's a she's really ruthless with the quality control. And so what she has done now is basically curated the product, which is this image catalog. Uh, so she doesn't have to do it and it's gotten better. I mean, the images in it are amazing. So the quality of the product has gotten better because she basically hired someone to manage and grow the product so Shay can focus on CEO type stuff. So delegate is needed. Shay's hired a marketing expert. She's hired people to do graphic design. Just She just hires people who are better at things than she is to do their thing. You and I can do that as well. Especially when you start to make money, you can plow it back into the business by hiring other people to then free up your time and make your business better. So delegate as needed. Number seven, lesson number seven, embrace change. This is something I struggle with. Shay is a lot better at this than I am. She doesn't hold on too tightly to the way things were. Um, she's open to basically whatever will work moving forward. So I'm like, hey, I figured it out. This is the way things are. Let's always do it this way. And then I get irritated and freaked out when I have to change things. Um, Shay, I don't know if she loves change, but she's like, whatever. If we got to do it completely different, let's do it completely different. I don't care. She just wants the business to grow and thrive. And so she embraces it. She welcomes it. And sometimes it's hard. I don't, I'm not trying to sugarcoat change. And I've seen her walk through some really hard stuff in business. Her business has been changing so much so quickly the last three years. Um, it's been hard. But she's like, bring it on. Let's do it. Whatever we got to do. She's not romanticizing the way it used to be. She's not romanticizing the way the market or her niche used to be. It's changed. She, she really started a, a, a niche within a niche. And now there's all these copycat stock agencies that copy what she's doing. Um, and she laments it for a moment and then moves on. And she has to innovate and improve because they're innovating and improving. It's the way it goes. Embrace change. Related to that, lesson number eight, always be improving. Don't get lazy. <laughs> this is something I struggle with as well that I've learned from my wife. Shay's passionate about social squares living up to its full potential, okay? Um, she's not focused on just making a certain amount of money because if, if she was, she would be like, I'm done. She makes, A, she doesn't need to make any money because I'm the primary breadwinner. That's what we decided long ago is that it will be my, we have a lot of responsibilities that we share, but my chief responsibility, I was gonna take over the, the providing for the family as the main responsibility so that she didn't have to. But we've decided from day one, since she always had a business that she was free to because she likes it, because she wanted to. But I feel part of my responsibility is to provide so she doesn't have to. So we've always known that she never needed to make any money from her business but we could live off of her business. <laughs> like, so if my business is dried up or both of them dried up, 
she's, she's kicking butt over here. She could pay our bills. Um, but that's not why she's in it. She's in it to build something incredible. And she has a vision for what it could be. And she always wants to improve. Sometimes that's a curse because you see all the problems. Oh, we could be doing this better. We could do, be doing that better. But at the end of the day, it, it's what drives her to make a better product, to run a better team. I mean, the last 16 months, she's been investing so much of her time in team building, culture building, because the business used to be her and then her and an assistant. Now it's her and five other ladies, six other ladies. So now her role is, is really changed. She has to build culture. She's doing one-on-one -on -one meetings. She's making sure that her team members feel cared for and have a voice at the table and are speaking into how the business should be run. So it's a lot more complex, but if it pushes the business forward to fulfill its potential and to improve, she's all on board. And I have a lot of respect for her on that. Okay, lesson number nine, survey your audience. This is something Shay does phenomenally well. She has systematized surveys. So at least annually, they have an annual big survey that goes out to their entire list. And she has two versions of it, one for her customer list and one for her just email list. And it's pretty long. Um, generally, I think she incentivizes her list, like since it's a longer survey. Um, so if you fill out the survey, you're entered to win uh, usually something, a few hundred dollars of a gift card towards something or something amazing. Um, but she asks a lot of questions about who they are, what their goals are. Um, do they use stock photography? If not, why? What do they know about it? What do they not know about it? What do they, how do they use images for social media? Like it's a legit survey. And then she gets away at the end of the year. Uh, her assistant preps all of the survey results. And then when she gets away, cause Shay and I usually get away individually to have like our time to reflect on business, what worked this past year, what didn't, what we're trying to do differently next year. She uses that time also to review her survey results and she's got it all printed up and she just goes through and just looks for trends, looks for interesting things. You know, people are gonna ask for things that you're not gonna deliver on because it's just not in your, your, your roadmap and that's fine. But she really pays attention to what her audience wants. So she has these really intense formal surveys. Um, she also, about a year ago, started doing monthly one-on-one -on -one calls with some of her top customers. So she'll have her assistant reach out to some of her longstanding customers and try to get on the schedule like four or five calls with these women back to back on a Friday, once a month. Shay comes in, just jumps on a 30 minute Zoom call with these ladies and finds out what their business is, what they're doing in business right now, how they're using Social Squares, the product, what parts of it are they using, not using, what could they do to improve, um, are they using any competitive products? What are their competitors doing? Like, why did they subscribe to two StockShop memberships? What is it about her membership that you, that you like that you're not getting from ours? She asks really good questions and has learned a ton about what people love and don't love about her product. And so I have a lot of respect for her to literally just ask, what could she be doing better? She is not insecure about that. I mean, it hurts when someone says, this, this kind of sucks. But she, again, she going back to the previous lesson, uh, always be improving. She just wants to be improving. So she's willing to survey her audience. Lesson number 10, have someone to brainstorm with. Okay. If you're not in a mastermind group where you have other like-minded entrepreneurs to bounce your ideas off of, have at least one person. Start one. If you don't have one, start one at least with one other entrepreneur who's you know, living the same life you're living, understands your goals, understands your dreams, maybe is a peer at the same spot you're at, that you can help each other brainstorm ideas. Sometimes you need to brainstorm things, right? So Shay and I do that for each other. And what I respect about Shay is she will come to me and she will say, hey, what do you think about this? And she'll ask me that about everything, about 
the product. Not a ton about the product because I don't know anything about photography, but she'll show me new image collections. What do you think about this? But she generally knows she's got those on lock, but she'll ask questions. But you know, we'll talk about uh, promotional strategies. We'll talk about pricing. We'll talk about lead magnets. We'll talk about uh, sales copy. We'll talk about um, looking at sales data. We'll talk about churn rate of the membership. I mean, she'll just bring things to, to the, the table when she comes home from work or I come home from work. Maybe we're having a drink. Maybe she's making dinner. Maybe we're helping the kids with homework and we're all sitting around the kitchen at the bar, at the counter, and we're just sort of having family time and, you know, and she'll just bring it up. And so we're constantly brainstorming. She doesn't try to figure it out on her own. She'll just ask me. She'll also ask other people that she respects, other business owners. She's just always willing to brainstorm with others. Um, it really, really helps bounce ideas and clarify thoughts. So have someone to brainstorm with. Lesson number 11, we're getting through them. Save money. Okay. The last couple of years have been great for Social Squares. It's been in growth mode. And Shay has been just squirreling away nuts, right? She's been socking away cash. Um, and that really helped when a pandemic rolls in. Um, business is in flux. Some months have been really good this year. Some months, maybe not as much growth as people are like, oh, I need to cancel my membership. You know, everyone's tightened up on their, their finances. None of that's affected her ability to not only stay in business, but grow. She's had so much cash in the bank, retained earnings is what we would call it, um, from profit that she hasn't spent, that she's been able to reinvest heavily into technology, had an entire custom platform built out, multi-tens of thousands of dollars built out to make social squares better. Uh, so it's completely custom, able to reinvest in that, pay cash for that whole <laughs> rebuild or build from scratch, and then reinvest in people, in her team. She's hired a ton of people. Like I said, going from a year and a half ago, it was just her and her assistant to now her and four to five other ladies on her team. She's been able to reinvest heavily into the team, which not only makes the product better, but makes the business more efficient and grow and be able to serve people better. So she's crushing team. So save money. Uh, so even when business isn't good or if it is good, you can do the things you want to do in the business. Lesson number 12 study the best. Okay. So from day one, Shay has always wanted to run her business like a bigger, more legit business. She's never like viewed it as like, oh, I'll just keep it casual. Like I, I'm more chill. Like I'm more like, yeah, like, let's just make it as simple and as casual and as lean as possible. And she's not trying to be complex for complex sake, but she's always respected the bigger companies, the bigger businesses in different industries as well respected the way CEOs run big companies, and she wants to study them to become great. Um, so she, she'll read books. Um, she'll pay attention to CEOs who are doing really good things. She'll read interviews. Not a ton, but just enough to, to say, like, I don't want to play small. I want to play big. And it challenges me. It challenges me to think bigger, too. Um, the way she runs her company now as a CEO is in direct proportion to how how big she set her sights. She's a better manager than I would be because she has viewed management seriously and watched how CEOs run bigger companies. So study the best and you'll be better. She doesn't study her peers as much, right? She'll brainstorm with peers, but she doesn't study her peers. No offense to her peers. She studies people who are doing more revenue, bigger businesses, managing a team, 
innovating in their field. She studies those people. Got it? Okay. Three more. Lesson number 13. Keep your head down. Okay. Shay's really, really good. She, she studies the best, but at the same time, she pays little attention to what most people are doing. Uh, like going back to her 16 hours a week, she doesn't have time to pay attention. Um, she doesn't pay attention on social media to what people are doing. She, she doesn't follow really anybody on social media. She doesn't pay attention to what business gurus are doing. She probably doesn't even listen to this podcast or watch my YouTube channel, even though she should, but you know, whatever. Um, I'm not bitter. She uh, doesn't pay attention to what's trendy in the marketplace. She doesn't really pay attention to competitors that much other than surveying her audience if they bring up a competitor. She just keeps her head down and makes her business better. She cares deeply about what her customers think, deeply about what her team thinks, and deeply about is her business fulfilling the potential, the vision that she has for it. I'm telling you, I've been saying from day one that ignorance is one of the most helpful tools you can have as a business owner. Don't pay attention to what everyone's doing. Learn from some of the best. Get some mentorship and coaching, but don't pay attention to everybody. You'll never get anything done, and you'll be distracted because you'll you see a lot of people doing things, and A, you don't know if what they're doing is working, because most of the time it isn't, but we just assume it is because they're doing it, and B, even if it's working, we don't know truly how successful they are, and C, it doesn't matter what they're doing. What matters is what you need to do. Don't be average. Don't pay attention to what everyone else is doing. Innovate and improve. Keep your head down. Number 14, be generous, okay? Shay is generous with her employees, both financially and verbally, right? She really pours into them, um, both financially and verbally. And also, she donates a large portion of her business profit every month to charitable organizations. So again, she saves a lot of money to reinvest into the business. Um, she enjoys the money, you know, as she should, but she donates a huge portion of her profit. Um, and she views her business, one of the, the purposes of her business is a vehicle for empowering and enabling nonprofits to do the work they need to do. Everyone, I think, should be all about money in terms of making as much money as possible. Why? Because the world needs money to get stuff done. So as a business owner, hopefully you know by now that I'm a huge proponent of making as much money as you can so that you can be as generous as you can. It's one of the greatest skills we have is being able to generate wealth as a business owner. Not everybody can do that quickly or, or to such high extreme, but you and I can if we have a business. So she generates wealth and she gives a large portion of it away to, to just do good work in the world. And these organizations love her and they love that Social Squares is crushing it. They're cheering on Social Squares because it helps them get funding to do what they want to do and do what they need to do and do what the world needs them to do. And lesson number 15, let's wrap it up. Don't take it personally. I think this is one of Shay's greatest strengths. While she is passionate about her business, like she is passionate about it. Um, she doesn't get her identity from it. This is one thing I think she does really well. She walks this line really well. So if her business does really well, she celebrates and we celebrate. If her business is struggling, she grieves. She's not emotionless. She's not a robot. She's not like, whatever, we'll crush it next month. It hurts. I live with her. I see it. It hurts her because she has such high expectations for her team and for herself and for the product. Um, but she moves on. She moves on very quickly. She's so much more than the CEO of her company. And she knows this. While it is a big part of what she does, and she does it because she truly loves it, 
she knows, and I'm witness to it, that she's so much more than a CEO to her company. She is a wife, a pretty darn good one at that. Uh, she is a mother. She's the best mother on planet Earth. She is a sister. She's a really good sister and sister-in-law. Uh, she's a friend. She's a really good friend. She's just always there for her friends, always providing counsel, always providing care and a listening ear. Um, she's a child of God. She loves God deeply. She, she reads her Bible and prays and tries to walk closer with Jesus. She cares deeply about that and knows how important that is. And she's also a positive influence in the world. No matter how good or bad her business is, she knows that she has a platform. She has people who are watching her and she, people who are paying attention to her. And so she knows that she's a, an influence in the world, a positive one. And she tries to display things that are important to her, like family, her faith, marriage, children, generosity, humility, modesty, all these things that she tries to display because she knows people are watching. Um, those are all things that she is, apart from being a CEO of Social Squares. And she is in tune with those other roles and identities or parts of her identity enough to not take it personally when the business is falling apart and to not get it get to her head when the business is crushing. She's, she's pretty stable. She doesn't get too high, high, and she doesn't get too low, low. And that's an amazing quality to have. If that doesn't come naturally to you, it's something worth working on. And, and I, I've learned a lot about this from her, watching her, to be able to both celebrate and grieve, but at the same time, it's not who I am. It's just something that I do and I really care deeply about. And it doesn't have to be something you're all in on and it's your complete identity. And it doesn't have to be something that you just don't care about at all. It, it can be this beautiful balanced in between. So there you have it, 15 lessons that I've learned in 15 years of marriage to my bride, Shay Cochran, CEO of socialsquares.com. Uh, I'm curious to know, if you're watching on YouTube, which one of those stood out to you the most? Yeah, that's what I'd love to hear. Just leave me a comment below and let me know which one of those lessons resonated with you the most. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, leave me a review and just let me know which one of those 15 lessons resonated with you the most. I don't, not worried about you memorizing all 15 or imp implementing all 15. The point is that there's so much I learned from Shay, but I'm sure one of those spoke to you. I'm sure one of those either encouraged you or exposed a weakness in you that you really want to work on. Which one of those really resonated with you? Let me know. And I just appreciate your time. Appreciate your time. And I, I hope I hope that you're not, you know, the one thought I had, well, and I'll end with, with this, one thought I had while I was doing this episode and even prepping for this episode was, I hope you're not going through your business journey alone. I hope you're not. I hope you, if you're married, I hope you have a spouse that you can talk about this stuff with, even if your spouse isn't a business owner. I know Shay and I are kind of like an outlier where we're both business owners, but we don't work for the same company that's usually pretty rare. Um, but your, your spouse doesn't have to do what you do, but they have to hopefully support you. So I hope you have a spouse that, that you can walk through walk through this business journey with. If you're not married, I hope you have a friend, a close friend that you can tab to be like your, your support system uh, to walk through this with. It is lonely to, to build a business on your own, especially the kind of business we build. So don't do it alone. Walk with somebody. You're going to need that support. I need that support. You need that support. Uh, and it's more fun to be able to have someone to share the highs and the lows with, even if they don't understand everything you do. And even if you talk about 
opt-ins and lead magnets and Kajabi and they, their eyes just glaze over. It's okay. It's okay. But they can still celebrate with you and they can still encourage you when you're down and they can still be a sounding board uh, to see if you're off track or if what you're saying or doing seems to align, align with your values and the core of who you are. So I hope you have that person. And if not, go find that person and think about who that person should be this week. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. And uh, I wish you the best today and always, and I'll see you on another episode real soon.